Well, it is Thursday night. You know what that means. It is time for Raven's Heart. You know, we've learned here that our niche is heavy music and heavy theology. Well, tonight we're going to be able to sink our teeth into both as we talk to Brian Brown from the band Dead Sin out of Fort Worth, Texas. So brace your hearts and brace your ears because we're about to take a very intense ride on the Logatron. Well, welcome to Raven's Heart. I'd like to welcome all of our viewers and our listeners that are checking us out on the replay. And hey, if this is the first time that you're checking out uh, Raven's Heart on YouTube, go ahead and hit that little subscribe button down at the bottom. What that does is that helps us kind of get out there in the forefront a little bit more, and it helps bands like Dead Sin and Brian get their music and their message out as well. Brian, welcome to the Raven's Heart live stream. I've been listening to your music the music of Dead Sin over the past couple of weeks and really getting into it even more this afternoon. And you guys have a really polished sound. But from what I understand is that Dead Sin has only been around for about a year. How is it that, you know, a band being a year old has been able to achieve such a sound so quickly? Uh, well, you know, that's, that's a good question. I think uh, we have been around for pretty much just a little bit over a year right now. But, but uh, all three of us come from... Uh, different backgrounds and stuff so we've all been in bands before in the past and uh i guess you could say has have helped honed our craft and you know performing writing music playing music recording music uh so i would explain you know that is kind of the main reason we, we haven't just like hey let's start a band and we've never done this before so yeah coming you know straight in with our with a, a background of being in multiple bands in multiple genres and different times, uh, uh, you know, decades even. So yeah, I think that's definitely helped us and get started with this one pretty quickly. So you just didn't wake up one morning and say, Hey guys, let's go down to the pawn shop and get some instruments and see if we can put something together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't quite work out like that. Yeah. Uh, I would say, uh, you know, I'm older than the other, uh, Cameron and Keegan. I could probably be, the, I could be their dad. You know, it's pretty, pretty bad saying that, I guess, but I could be their dad, but uh, they've been playing instruments for quite a while. And I picked mine up in, the, in my early twenties or so when I finally started playing something. So, you know, we've, like I said, we've, we've, we've know a little bit about our instruments, not a lot, but a little bit. <laughs> so what instrument that is it that you play Brian and what do you do in the band? I play a bass and do uh, the vocals so you're the bass player and the uh, vocalist. Keegan is, uh, yeah, yeah, we're we are we are a three piece band. Uh, Keegan plays guitar. Uh, he's now our drummer, and on the uh, the EP that we just we released, uh, he played uh, basically rhythm and drums on that as well. And Cameron is our guitar player and does all the leads and all the really cool licks and melodies. And, and uh, 
uh, but that's it. Yeah, it's just a three piece, kind of like uh, Kings X Rush. So you guys did something that most people didn't do, and that's start a music project in 2020. When we saw 2020 uh, go past us, we saw a lot of bands go by the wayside in the music industry, and a lot of things just really kind of uh, implode at the time. So. Could you tell us and share with us some of the challenges that you had in starting a music project during 2020 when everything was pretty much imploding around the world? Not the best time. In another way, it was kind of a good, kind of a good way. Uh, the bad way is, was even if we got rolling pretty quick, we had no place to play. Like we, we couldn't even play at a lot of churches. Uh, or if they did would want us, they probably wouldn't want us at that time because they were fearful of groups gathering. Uh, we were, we're from Texas. We had a little bit more of a leniency on some of the COVID restrictions in other states. And, uh, but still they were like, you know, shut down churches here for a few weeks. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, that was the difficult part. Also find people want to be in a band because for me and Keegan were, uh, we worked together and we've been friends for a good 10 years. And uh, uh, we've always talked about doing uh, a music together and uh, Around late, I guess, 2019, early 2020, started talking more seriously about this. God was working in our hearts and changing us. And uh, that just brought everything, you know, turned it around pretty quick for us. We decided, hey, let's go do this. And uh, the good part of it was we had to pretty much write music. You know, that's a, you had to fill your time uh, doing something. So writing music is, uh, and you know, producing, you know, demos and just staying busy with that uh, kept, you know, kind of kept us sane in that sense of doing it since we couldn't play, you know, but it's, it definitely wasn't the most, uh, it definitely wasn't the best time for anybody really to do anything music. Well, it seemed to work for you guys and you put out a EP entitled The Protest and one of the songs on that EP is called Wrath. Can you tell us a little bit about what that song is about before we take a listen to it? I took verses mostly from Romans one and uh, where uh, there's, you know, the list of sins and stuff that, uh, that, you know, humans do, we all do. And, and then it's just, it's just a song about a different topic. You know, a lot of people write about the, the love and mercy and grace. And we've got songs like that too. They're, we're working on them. We just haven't released them. Uh, but, you know, nobody tackles this other uh, side of God, and he's just as much a God of wrath and a God of justice and righteousness as he is a God of love and mercy. So we can't just ignore that. And uh, this, this, the, the music uh, and the song lyrics are somewhat about that, uh, you know, and just the, the chorus, I feel like, you know, is a little bit of, of just at the end is summing it up as like, you know, please, Jesus, remember me, you know, uh, through all these uh, these all everything that's happening so that's kind of a quick uh summary of the song and for our listeners and our viewers we are going to play wrath now and i want you to take a listen to it and you can weigh in with your comments on the song and any questions that you might have for brian and we're going to dive into this theological topic a little bit more about god's wrath because this is something that is very important it's a topic that's not really addressed much today so this is wrath by dead sin
Wow. Not only is that musically spot on, but that is totally theologically spot on. And this is something that we do with the songs and artists that we feature here on the uh, Raven's Heart live stream is that is my Boston Terrier, Mac, the metal dog approved music. That is totally, totally awesome. Something that I picked up on that I want to talk about three things. First of all, you've got two things that are going on there. First, you have the the heaviness, you've got kind of like the dark clouds in the beginning, just with the sound that you have. And then when you go into the chorus, it resolves itself. And it sounds like God's grace just echoing through that chorus. And that's one of the things that I like about this song is that you are speaking the truth and singing about the truth of the wrath of God, but it is done with the tongue of grace, as, as Paul would say that you would do it. And it's just so, so eloquently put in the way that it's done. The second thing is, dude, um, You've got an intense Alice in Chains sound to that song. Uh, not that I like to say, oh, you know, hey, if you want to listen to something that sounds like Alice in Chains, listen to this band. But there's that that vibe that's going on in there. And I really like that. I've always been a big Alice in Chains fan. And that's one of the few grunge bands from the 90s that is still going strong today. Says says something about their music. But uh, that is awesome. And the other thing that I like, Brian is I like that album cover because it's very Martin Luther-esque. I like that. I like that a lot. So let's talk about The Wrath of God. And I want to get your insights because this is a song that was bubbling in your heart to do. Yes. Um, so, you know, the Bible talks a lot about the wrath of God. However, it's a topic that's avoided a lot of times but in pulpits and by people that want to share the gospel. They just kind of shy away from it. And they don't want to talk about it. But even Jesus himself talked about it. From your experience, um, you know, in the church and as a believer, why do you think it is that people shy away from the topic of the wrath of God? Uh, I think really, really why uh, pastors don't talk about it is the same reason why they don't talk about sin. They, they want to keep their church together. They want to make people feel good. Uh, they want to make them happy. They want to, you know, uh, there's something in the Bible that says uh, in the last days they will uh, pastors and teachers in front of them that will tickle their ears. And uh, when you talk about the wrath of God and you talk about a righteous God, a holy God, a just God, you have to talk about sin. And and that can make people uncomfortable. But see, I've always looked at it this way. Uh, the, the, without that, without the, the understanding the sin nature of yourself and of human beings, all of us, there is no good news. The gospel is the good news, but to hear the good news, you got to understand the bad news. So if your gospel is boiled down to uh, Jesus wants to make you happy and he wants to give you all these nice gifts and all these uh, riches and keep you healthy, give you a great job, a great family. And that, can that can God bless us with those things? Of course he can. But if that's your reasoning is that's what you're doing. You're basically uh, almost like a gold digger. You're not really uh, trusting in Christ because of what you understand and, and where you where you're coming from. Understanding that you are a wretch, you are a sinful uh, creator, a creation. I'm sorry, and you you are in rebellion. We are, and that's kind of where this in Ephesians two it talks about that uh, it says all we are all of a fallen nature and and we are uh, children of wrath. And that was kind of the starting point of this song. And uh, uh, so we, we kind of took that theme of the whole thing and, and, and then went through. And I was, you know, because uh, 
it, it groove on the verses is dark. I really like that you, uh, you know, brought that up because that was on in a way purpose. That was the first part of the groove is what we wrote first before we had any idea of lyrics. And then uh, we, we kind of changed it up and Cam adding that, that extra lead uh, during the chorus is just makes it work phenomenal. It just works great. So, um, uh, but yeah, that's, that's a subject that nobody talks about and we're just trying to, uh, you know, say something and do things that are a little bit different. Maybe, you know, people aren't going to like it. So. You're doing what God has put in you to do and you're being obedient to what he's put into you in you to do and called you to do. And one of the things that I'd like to also ask you about is, you know, we are finite in our understanding of God. I have to admit that when I was first saved, born again back in 1993, I thought, okay, well, now I know everything. And now that I've walked with the Lord and the more that I walk with him every day, I'm like, oh, I really don't know much of anything. But that's okay because, you know, my theology was skewed. You know, there was a lot of group thinking in the, in the church that I was in. It was not a really good situation. But our understanding, we can only comprehend God to a certain level because we're created beings. And I think a lot of people have a hard time reconciling the fact that God can both be a God of love and a God of wrath. How have you seen that? How has that been revealed to you through Scripture, how God can be a God of love and a God of wrath at the same time? How does that go together? Because in our minds, a lot of times that just doesn't compute. Um. Yeah, that's a tough one. And, and I'm similar to you, raised in a church that was, you know, a Christian church and everything. But it was definitely a little bit as I've grown older and started uh, studying doctrines and different theology. Uh, I realized that was kind of I felt like that that was uh, I was a little misled in some areas that as I've grown later, I realized uh, God is a it's it's, uh, you know, we are finite beings and to comprehend God is is. Is we really can't, and we never will till we see so till we get to heaven. Um, I will say this: a thing that helped me uh, a lot to change some some things was I read a book by R.C. Sproul called "The Holiness of God," and uh, it's basically about uh, from Isaiah chapter six. So if you take this, okay, imagine Isaiah is at that time probably the holiest man in all of, them, and he has a vision where he's taken up into the courts of heaven, and he sees. God in his throne and the majesty, uh, everything that was in there. If you just read it, everybody, when you get a chance, it's like the first six or seven verses. And uh, what is his reaction? Uh, first of all, the angels are, are saying, holy, holy, holy. And it's a little a little thing that I learned from the book was that in Jewish, uh, Jewish uh, writing and culture, when you repeat something, it, it's important. But when you repeat it to the third degree, it means uh, like... We can, we don't have an English way to explain that, but it's a very, just say this, it's a very important thing. So when Isaiah sees this, he says, I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips and I live in, live in, with a people of unclean lips. And he is devastated. He is just, just torn apart when he saw, and this is what we would call the most righteous man uh, alive. And he was decimated when he saw the holiness of God. So that really impacted uh, my thinking. And uh, but when you tie that in to God's love and his mercy and grace, which is, it's unfathomable. That it's, it's hard to fathom that God is just, loving, merciful, 
holy, uh, righteous, wrathful, jealous, you know, all these things. And that's, and it says that's what he is. So we have to understand he is all those things. So it's a very deep subject. And like I said, some people don't want to talk about it. Um, but we've always said as a band, let's say we're, we're here to say something it's too many. Uh, a lot of bands will just write a song that you don't know if they're singing about Jesus or they're singing about their girlfriend. So what we like to do is come at it, come at it with a, a very strong scriptural viewpoint. And, uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm already, I know we're not trying to, you know, I'm not saying nothing against other bands that have made, you know, a lot of money and go on big tours across and play uh, on secular audiences. That's great. And if that's their, what they feel they're called to do, then so be it, you know, that's what they do for a living. All of us have jobs, you know? So, but we're, we're just, we're just feel like we, we were called to say something and hopefully it will change some lives. That's, that's all we do. I pray every night that this, our music will, uh, bring people closer to Christ, and if, pe if the people who don't know Him, that they would come to know Him. That's that kind of sums up the, our mission, I guess. I was, I'm sorry if I went long. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. I was really enjoying what you were saying, and we've got a comment from Tiffany McGinnis Shelton. She is from the band The Last Trumpet out of North Carolina. And when they play, you know exactly what they're singing about and who they're singing about. Uh, they are extremely intense in their music and their lyrics. They just released a song called The Only Way. And uh, Christopher says, what's up? Let's get it. So, guys, welcome. And, hey, I just want to uh, caveat for all of our viewers. We are having some lag in the Internet tonight uh, from Texas. So just bear with us. And uh, what I will do is I will clean this up and then we'll repost it again later. But thank you for joining us live. Technology over the past couple of weeks has not been our friend over here at the studio, but that's okay. But, uh, Brian, you mentioned a book, and it's one of the books that I first read when I became a believer. It was R.C. Sproul's The Holiness of God. And the thing that I really, and I've really enjoyed R.C. Sproul's teachings over the years. I've taken some of the classes on the Ligonier uh, website, uh, the Ligonier ministry that he set up. And as a matter of fact, somebody who was working with us with Lithos Cry several years ago, uh, two years ago, uh, moved down to Florida and he is now at seminary at the uh, Ligonier Seminary. So uh, RC has definitely had a major impact on a lot of the things that we do over here. But the thing that I really enjoyed about that book is he just laid it out about the holiness of God. And there's no denying it, but he did it in such a way where it wasn't an arm twisting or a horror film. It was just straight out fact, like you were saying from the book of Isaiah. And it was just such an awesome read. And I highly recommend that book for our viewers and our listeners. It's called The Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul. If you really struggle with the fact that God is both love and has wrath, as a matter of fact, if you don't have wrath, you really don't have love. If you can't, if you're not angry about, against something, you can't be for something. You know, that's really, really a deep truth. Um, you know, if you just have love, you're nothing but, you know, a squishy, uh, ice cream cone or pop on a hot Saturday afternoon on the sidewalk. There's nothing there. There's no, there's no spine. And we talk about God's furious love. Well, he is a furious, he is a hang, angry, I was going to say hangry. He is an angry God, but he is a jealous God and he's a loving God. And you know, if you go to the book of John, I was taking a look at this, Brian, as we were uh, preparing for this, John chapter three, if I were a theologian that could recommend one chapter of the Bible, if somebody was stranded on an island with a people, a bunch of people that did not know Jesus, I would recommend John chapter three is all you need because it really outlines everything. 
Uh, John chapter 3 at verse 3, Jesus said, ye must be born again. That is the truth. Ye must be born again. Then we figure out, Jesus reveals to us how we're born again and why we're born again. It's because he died on the cross. John chapter 3 at verse 16, where it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And then you take a look at the last verse of John chapter 3, and it says this. Um, it says that the wrath of God... Um, John chapter three at verse 46. Let me read this here, right here. Um, John three thirty six. excuse me. He that believeth on the son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not on the son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth upon him. So Jesus even talked about it himself. And that's why it's so important to, uh, to sing about this and, and make this very clear that that is the reason why we need to be saved. And Tiffany says this, scripture based on music is so needed. As musicians, we have a unique opportunity to reach people, and we may be the only Jesus they will ever see and meet. It is so important to deliver the truth when the opportunity is given. And, um, you know, Brian, that is so true, because when I went to your website, can you share with everybody the quote from R.C. Sproul about truth and music that you uh, placed on your website? The website is uh, deadsinband.com. And hi, Tiffany, I agree with you. Thank you for chiming in. Uh, it's basically saying, and I can't quote it exactly, but it's it's something along the lines of as as a uh, what we're seeing, uh, the lyrics should mean something basically, and uh, and I I believe mostly he's obviously talking a lot about um, um, uh, uh, the worship, you know, in church and stuff like that. But uh, we should say something. Uh, we should we have a platform, and uh, you know, and this is one of those tough subjects in many ways where an artist will say, but yeah, you know, I'm, how come if you're a Christian, uh, you're in a Christian band, but how, I mean, you can be a Christian in a band, but you're not like say, and people are saying, Hey, why, why don't you sing about Jesus then? Or, but they don't say, Hey, you're a Christian mechanic. Then why don't you tell me about Jesus as you work on a car? It's always been this little line of, you know, the, the, uh, Hey, I'm a Christian, but we don't talk about, Christ in the band. Well, I'm a, I'm a, a doctor, but I don't talk about Christ in my office. And um, I don't know, man, it's, I've debated and kind of gone back and forth with that. But I believe that as a, as a band, if you're coming out saying you are a Christian, then your music should be uh, about Christ. He is King. It should have a little bit of meat to it. I, I, I get it. If you don't want to say every song, you might write about a, a topic about uh this one's for you, Keegan. Uh, depression or suicide or anxiety or whatever, or you or you want to write about uh, losing a loved one. Uh, you know, these are subjects that you can write about. But still, ultimately, behind that song, there should be some something about the hope you have. You know, in Christ. Uh, what a, in in those senses. And I forgot about that John three. That's a great. I, I love your author. John three is a powerful chapter, and we and we don't understand that. Uh, like you said at the end there where Jesus says that about the, there, are, there are children of wrath, basically. You know what I said about John chapter three, I wish I could say, wow, I learned that in seminary. And ever since I've been to seminary, I knew that. And I've had that one in the back of my pocket. Uh, not so. I just discovered that yesterday. So, I mean, that, that's one of the wonderful things about a relationship with Jesus is you just find <laughs> out so much. And, you know, when you really take the church glasses off, and what I mean by that is you go into church, you hear what the pastor says, you're like, okay, I got it. And then you go read the scriptures from that 
vantage point, you really miss a lot of things that are in scripture um, that Jesus wants to speak to you personally. It's like, oh, wow, that is in there. John 3, 25. We've got all the elements of salvation. So Glenn's recommendation, not that I'm a master theologian or anything like that, but I have <laughs> been to seminary and I play one on, on live stream. Now I have been to seminary and I have pastored. Um, my recommendation is if you're stuck on an Island and there's only one chapter of the Bible that you have, and there's a lot of people there that need to hear about Jesus. It's John chapter three. That is the chapter. It's got it all right there in a nutshell. And that's when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus and that whole, uh, that whole, <laughs> Jesus was talking to the established church at the time, sharing with them what they needed to be do to be saved. And they really didn't quite get it. You know, there's another verse that I want to talk about and it relates to wrath and it relates to man. And it's one that I have to remind myself of on a constant basis. And that's James chapter one at verse 20, where James wrote, the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. So you know, what I do a lot of times is where it says the wrath of man, I insert my name, Glenn, the wrath of Glenn worketh not not the righteousness of God. But this is a very important verse because it demonstrates the sanctity of God's wrath. It's a cup that I believe from my study and, and my relationship with the Lord that is reserved for him. It is not for us to drink from that cup to execute that wrath. That is his prerogative and that is his wrath. And also too, it really kind of, you know, indicates to me how I'm supposed to relate to other people. And it kind of goes back to the Beatitudes and the way that I'm supposed to relate to to people and the way that I'm supposed to treat others. And uh, um, Rick is uh, joining in, says, uh, just tuning in. Hey, Brian, Rick from Metal Sharpens Metal Radio. Welcome to the show tonight. Up, Thank Rick? you all. <laughs> Thank you all for joining in. So, Brian, hey, James Rick, 120, where it talks here. about the wrath of God, um, you know, that it's not for us to partake of that our wrath does not work the righteousness of God. What has God shown you about that in relationship to the sanctity of his wrath and the way that we're supposed to relate to people? Yeah, um, that's a good verse. Cause I think the one right before it, 19 says we should be uh, slow to speak and slow to anger. And then it talks about what you just read there about uh, our righteousness, the wrath of, you know, does not please God in that sense. So I, I think a lot, I think, what element is um we should always offer uh, you know, as peter says always offer a reason for your you know your belief and your faith and what it means to you and also we should do it way even though we could be really um being talking to someone who's just ticking you off and making you so angry you know and that's where we need to pray for patience and uh and and, and self-control yeah, that's a fruit of the spirit you know and uh, but anyway, yeah, we getting angry and really you have to think of it like this a little bit, getting angry at someone who is, say, a sinner and uh, who and I, or also, I mean, someone who is unsaved, let's say. You have to realize that, you know, their whole what they're um, said and where they are spiritually, they are, you know, uh, they are uh, under the wrath of God, as we just said a while ago. And uh, they're not on the same way. They haven't been changed. They haven't been regenerated. Again, so their thinking is totally different. But uh, we should preach the gospel in love and kindness and patience. And that's how we should approach it. Because ultimately, God is the one who will deal with everybody at the judgment. At the end of time, we all will stand before God. And uh, and that's where that's where it gets down to the the business, you know. And either you have trusted in Christ 
and he has covered you with his blood or you are trusting in your own self or your own works or in some other thing and you're going to be in trouble and uh that's why you need to repent and and trust in christ the gospel is really simple and we've kind of we've definitely talked a lot about it tonight but you know you are if you're not saved and you're hearing this you are in a in a state of uh, rebellion against God Almighty who created you. And uh, you you need to repent of where you're at, turn to Christ and trust in him. Christ died on the cross. He lived the life that you can never live. Uh, he, he died on the cross and took the wrath of God. That's another thing we haven't talked about is that it's it poured, God poured out his wrath upon Christ on the cross. And it says it, he crushed him and God was pleased with that. Because Christ is the ultimate sacrifice. He is the one who made the final sacrifice. And God took all the sins of those who would believe in him, and he put it on him. And as we, and then Christ rose again on three days later. So if we trust in him, we believe in that finished work, we are saved. Jesus says, he who, he who believes in me has eternal life. And these are all the great, the great news. And if you can grasp where you are before Christ, and where you are when you trust and believe, you are a free, you are free. And yes, you're going to struggle. And let me tell you, that's when everything gets real. You know, Jesus says, uh, you know, take up, take up your cross and follow me. And he talks about my burden is easy. And yes, you know, you have, you will have peace, the peace that you could uh, never ever even understand. You're, the peace is, is great. And that's, I mean, you sleep good at night, you know, it's, it's, it's this understanding of that. And yes, you are still living in a fleshly body and you still have terrible things that you might do and you do. Habits are hard to break uh, the way you're, you might say things and speak things. But uh, that's called the, the process of sanctification. And that's the thing that we all struggle, no matter if you've been a Christian for two weeks or, or 50 years. It's a continuous fight and you must feed yourself the word of God. You must go to church. Uh, you must... Not you know, if you just go to church once a week and you think that's going to get you through, you are so wrong. And we talked a little bit earlier before the show about spending time with God, reading the Word, and studying it. Uh, you know, if you have a chance, listen to preachers. You know, even on YouTube, so if you have a chance, there's, there's some really good pastors out there that can help build your faith during the week. Uh, it should be a daily thing. You know, you wouldn't, you don't go a day without eating or drinking, right? So you should, you should take that as the same way studying and searching. To God, and, uh, as you do that, you will grow stronger and stronger. I told everybody that we were going to get into some deep theology tonight, and that's exactly what we've done. And I appreciate everything that you're saying, Brian. And I want to go back to a point that you just made that I don't think a lot of people think about is that when Jesus was on the cross, it was not just him dying and his bones being broken and the the pain and the suffering that he suffered humanly on there. But when the darkness covered the earth, when he was when he was dying and giving up the ghost. He was taking the full wrath of God for us upon himself. And really, when we talk about if somebody's going to believe the gospel and be born again, that's what we're talking about. At that point in time, that somebody has the opportunity to respond to the gospel by the conviction of the Holy Spirit. It's not something that I can twist somebody's arm to do. The Holy Spirit has to, to work that and has to uh, guide them, and it's through that conviction of sin, righteousness, and judgment. They are making a choice, and that choice is this. Okay, I will put my faith in the truth that Jesus took my sin upon him and took my wrath for me, 
or if they deny the gospel, they're saying, hey, I'll take that myself. That's the choice. And we've got that is the element of free will uh, that we have is, okay, we've got that choice. And those, that choice does have eternal consequences. And that is something that needs to be considered. So very, very salient point about what happened to Jesus upon the cross of Calvary. He took our wrath that it was intended for us. That, that that's you know that's just the way it is and also too another thing is that when we're talking about sin we're not just talking about the good things that you do and the bad things that you do we're talking about our nature all right our nature is a nature of sin it's in our dna and if anybody says well sin does not exist and it's not inherent in human beings i will take you to a room with 12 angry teenagers that are hungry and put one slice of pizza down and see what happens. Okay. And it's the same thing in a daycare. You know, you see the kids fighting over the tinker toys. Why are there wars? Why are there strivings? Why do people steal things? Why do people, it's not because we're good people on the inside. We like to think that we are, but we're not. That is our sin nature. So when Jesus died upon the cross for our sins, he was dying because of the very nature that we have because of what Adam did in the Garden of Eden. And going back to John chapter 3, when we're talking about being born again, we're talking about a change of nature, a change of that sin nature. It's not that we're not going to sin anymore, but all of that has been covered. We have a new nature and we don't want to sin. There's a inner conviction because the Holy Spirit is now dwelling in us. And there's a lot to that that I just don't really understand. I just know this is that, you know, before I was saved, I didn't care. I just did whatever the heck I wanted to do. And it just really didn't matter, even though sometimes it would weigh upon me. Now that I have been saved, my desire to do a lot of those things, it's just not there. Or when I do commit a sin, there is that prompting of the Holy Spirit saying, eh, hey, you just committed a foul on the court, you know, or you just uh, committed a foul on the, on the hockey rink, you know, go sit in the penalty box for a little while. You know, there's that conviction that comes in through that. So that is, that is awesome, Brian. And that's why I wanted to bring you on to talk about those things because it's covered in your music and it's what we're talking about tonight. Let's go back to the music for a minute. With the EP, The Protest, um, I took a look at the track listing and it definitely does not look like a bunch of songs that you just kind of haphazardly threw together to say, hey, well, you know, we got a band and we're going to put something out. But there's some very important themes that I think are very important for this time that we're living in. What are the themes on The Protest and what is the message that you want the listeners to get out of this out of this EP? All right, cool. Good that we do have. Uh, a fallen, uh, fallen nature, you know, and that it is there. Romans three tells us that you know there is no, not one who's good. No one is good. No one even seeks after God. And Paul pretty much clears it up, you know, saying, "Hey, there are no really good people." Uh, God says that uh, the heart of man is full of evil and continuously wicked thoughts, you know. So I, I just want to touch on that before I forget. But that was a great point you made. The EP, uh, the protest. Uh, oh, you said earlier I forgot to mention this. Uh, the, the artwork which was, you know, the protest is a shot to uh, a shout out to the, uh, the Protestant Reformation and how Martin Luther nailed up the 95 pieces, which started basically started the Reformation and it broke off from the Holy Roman Catholic Church. Uh, but yeah, the EP, uh, we were like, we need it. We had, you know, we had four or five more songs and we were just like, let's just do something, get something out. And, uh, 
we, we picked these three songs because we felt like it was kind of a little bit of a variety of uh, music style. Uh, like Wrath is a very heavy, groovy banger. And yes, it is a lot of Alice in Change type vibe in there. And then we did a song called uh, Recreate. Uh, and the song is basically a story. It's about me. <laughs> it's about my rebellion and my uh, stage of basically being the... Uh, the prodigal son uh, and falling for a period of time. Uh, and then uh, God bringing me back. Oh, just oh, about February of 2020. I had a, a long period of rebellion and uh, I can't explain why I did. I did and got away, but I praise God that he brought me back and he did it in a merciful way. Uh, that song is very, it's a, it's a true you know, there's, uh, I hope people listen to it. We made a, a nice little lyric video about it. And uh, it's a true story. Like I said, uh, the prodigal son to me, uh, I've heard it explained many ways, but to me, the prodigal son is a story of, of a son who is, and I, I would call him, he's a Christian, but he decides to uh, leave and go try out, uh, rebel, go, go explore the world, whatever. And he's out there and he's living in a terrible, sinful lifestyle. But this is what you said earlier. When you are uh, reborn when you are reborn and regenerated let me tell you you cannot live in a, a life of sin and enjoy it anymore that's them that is one of the biggest differences and that's one of the biggest signs that you are actually been born again is when you are in a state of sin after being a christian you it's really hard to enjoy it you may have a few moments of pleasure or whatever but let me tell you when that conviction still hits you and and you're like gosh you know you're still there the guilt is still there and the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. So, and that's, and that's when you're walking with Christ and you're doing, you're living right. And when you do mess up and you do, you know, whatever it is, that conviction is there and you need to pray that it will always be there because if it starts to go away, you've, you've gotten a hard heart maybe. And that's a bad sign. So the song recreate is uh, basically a true story. And, uh, and, uh, the last song, uh, is elevate. And, uh, it's just, it's a real, uh, kind of a pop song. We just, I, uh, one day I was telling Keegan, I said, Hey, I'm going to go home and write a pop. So I just wrote real simple chord structure. And I said, Hey, do something with this. And then he wrote the lyrics and, and it's one of our, it seems to be one of the, the, our, the, our, our, the people who listen to this, they love that song. And it's a little controversial. We made a video for it and, uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's basically calling out the false teachers, uh, you know, the, the wolves out there in the pulpit. It's talking about, you know, tongue in cheek, but it's serious too. So we hope that people understand that you have to be uh, very careful of who you follow. There's a lot of deception. There's a lot of false teachers. There's a lot of bad theology. And you just need to be really, really careful. If you are grounded in the word of God, it's really, really difficult to be tricked. But that's the problem. Uh, so many people are not grounded in the word of God and they fall for uh, really, I, I, I can't even believe some of the stuff they fall for, but they do. So that songs, it's a real fun song. It's, it sounds really pop and happy, but uh, it's got a serious note to it. And uh, we're very happy with that. You know, that is so true. Um, today, we live in a time where there is a lot of false teaching that's out there and the key to surviving through it. And Jesus he, he himself even said that 
you know, in the last days that even the very elect would be deceived, you know, if they could. Um, but the key to it is being grounded in the word. And, you know, my first 13 years of being a believer, I was in a church that I discovered after 13 years being there was a cult because I didn't know any better. I thought, oh, wow, I've been saved. So I guess this is the way it is. And I just took everything that was said there. I was like, okay, well, this is the way it is. And I am very thankful that God took me out of that. But not only that, yeah, I'm not proud of the way that I lived during this time, but there was 10 years where I was out of the word completely, out of prayer, kind of going to a church once in a while. Um, because of the experiences that I had in the church that I was in, uh, we lost Brian. Oh, there he is. Um, because of the experiences that I was in, I, I had a hard time picking up the word. But now that I've gone back to it, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Once those filters are off, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, most of what I was being taught was a bunch of baloney. Um, you know, the gospel is the gospel. You know, that's that. You must be born again and the conviction of sin, everything that we talked about. But all the rest of the stuff was to build a build a kingdom for a particular guy and his family. You know, and I'm like, I can't believe that I bought into it. And the reason why I bought into it was because I was not grounded in yeah. the word. I was not grounded in the word. And if you go to a church where they tell you, do not listen to anybody else but me, don't watch anybody else on YouTube or or TV, I am your sole authority, run to the hills. <laughs> yes, run away as fast as you can. If anybody <laughs> says anything like that, that is true, brother. Yeah. Yep. Hey, and you know what? I don't wow. like false teaching and I don't like sin, but I'll tell you one thing. Tiffany brought it up. I like donuts. So we were talking about that uh, during Metal Sharpens Metal with Rick the other night. So um, Ann Koenig says number yeah. 624 through 26. Number 624 through 26. So uh, we're going to have to go take a, take a look at that. Brian, um, while I take a look at that real quick, what, uh, how can somebody get a copy of the protest? Um, well, we actually didn't make like physical copies of you know, like CDs and stuff, but what we did was, um, I mean, we're, we're basically everywhere streaming. Um, you can stream us on, uh, your, whatever, you know, Apple, uh, Spotify, um, Deezer, name it, YouTube. Uh, like I said, we have a couple of videos there. Uh, but yeah, you can go there and listen to us, uh, Bandcamp, I believe. We also, like I said, have a website, uh, deadsinband.com and that's really cool because like if you if you like what we're if you like what you hear we have a section where we break down the whole album and we we use verse and scripture obviously to uh explain where we're coming from on the lyrics on different you know, points of the song so like we're uh active in doing that to make sure uh, that you know people understand what we're trying to say and we have scripture uh you know we use scripture to help back it up in that sense but uh yeah Please download it, stream it, you know, uh, follow us. Like if you're on Spotify where it says follow, you know, give us a follow. And uh, that that helps us a lot, you know, just little things like that. I've always tell people that, you know, especially for all of us, like indie bands who aren't signed to, you know, the big record labels. If you could just take a minute and listen to a song, you know, one song a day, those little things actually help build up our numbers and help uh, increase uh, the keep us, you know, where to look at, because a lot of places will look at, you, at how you're doing and they'll say, well, uh, this band doesn't have this much, so I'm not going to book them for this festival or whatever they're trying to, you know, judge. So if you can put some numbers and share it with your friends uh, on your social media, on social media and everything, we are on Instagram and Facebook as well. But uh, those little things help the band a lot. So 
uh, I hope people are digging, will dig what we're, we're doing. And uh, I'll go on and break some news. And we're praying. We have a new single coming out. We're shooting for August 13th. So Ooh, nice. that's about a month away about the, uh, the EP. We had a really cool experience. Keegan uh, tracked everything, the drums, the bass, guitars. And uh, we uh, are huge fans of Disciple. And so we contacted Josiah, who has helped produce some of their stuff. And he's produced tons of Christian art, rock artists and bands. So we were like, hey, let's just see what he, how much he charges. You know, let's get down to it. And so it was reasonable for us. And we decided, let's go. So we flew in October to Nashville, where he lives, and to his home studio. And we, that's what we did. We tracked the vocals for the EP there. And that was a great experience, man. I, I'm a huge Disciple fan going back to like 96. I mean, I've listened to them for a long time and uh, being in there and seeing the gold albums on the wall. And I was like, this is really cool. You know, I was like fanboying out for a little bit, not going to lie. And, uh, but uh, he did, it was a really wonderful experience. And surprisingly, I wasn't as nervous as I thought I was going to be. He made me feel very calm because I'm not necessarily a singer. I apologize again to our viewers. We're, we are having some internet difficulties this evening with, with the transmission. So thank you for bearing with us through that. I don't know exactly what it is. Um, since about the middle of June, we've had so many difficulties over here at our studio. So um, don't know what ends it's on, but it will work and we will clean this up and repost it. And uh, I did look up numbers 624 through 26, and it is the ironic blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face to you and give you peace. Um, Rick says, love the depth of the truth tonight. Yes, I told you this was going to be an intense ride on the Logatron uh, and to brace your hearts and to brace your ears. Um, Tiffany says, uh, in what you were saying in relation to the uh, listening to the music and the streaming and listening to it on the platforms, exactly. And that's one of the things, uh, even for us over here, if you're watching us for the first time on YouTube, YouTube Live, Go ahead and hit the little subscribe button at the bottom because what that does is it makes us, uh, it brings us up in the level of importance in the algorithm. So that helps us out and that helps us get out music and artists like this and to help get the gospel out as well. I should, I'm sorry, Glenn. I should have said that. Well, yeah, support you guys. You and Rick are doing, you know, yes, please support, subscribe to, to his shows, these shows that support the bands and artists and give you an inside depth look at you know who they are and what they're about instead of just uh you know here's their song you know play it thank you man absolutely absolutely you know there's always so much more than just the music and i love the comments that are coming in from christopher alexander he says i love that one and and conning me three thank you and uh, go ahead and subscribe to us on youtube if you haven't done so already and uh you know it's just really important to do that to get this out there and, uh, you know, I am not surprised that we were having difficulties because over the past several months, uh, actually the past several weeks, we've had a major increase in subscribers and we've gotten out there a little bit more. And of course, when you set foot to do the work of the Lord and things start moving, there's always an adversary that wants to uh, kind of kick it in the teeth a little bit. So that's kind of what we're doing here. Um, and the algorithm is how I got linked to this channel. Awesome, Christopher. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us here cool. at Lithos Crime. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. The algorithm, it's it's working. It's working. <laughs> so that is awesome. You know what? And I want to give a shout out to Rick from Metal Sharpens Metal Radio. Um, you know, 
Metal Sharpens Metal. It is on regular terrestrial radio in New York. It's on 88.1 FM and 105.7 FM Saturday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time. However, however, you can listen to it anywhere in the world at WVVCUtica.com. And I am honored and blessed to also be helping Rick with Metal Sharpens Metal Radio, uh, where you get into more in-depth conversations and share a lot more music and Rick's insights into the scripture. It's one of the things I love about Rick when I first met him is that he has just a heart and a desire to serve the Lord. Um, so go ahead and, and, and check that out as well. Um, if you guys wasn't doing something right, that would not be happening. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Hey, all of the technical difficulties over here uh, at the studio. Yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been a wild, wild ride. <laughs> and uh, Christopher says gremlins. Yes. Or should I say demons? So there's some demons in my wires over here that I got to I got to knock out. But it's all it's all good. You know, it, this is live. Hey, we take it as it is. And you know what? I'll repost and it'll be cleaner a, a little bit later for everybody. And I want to thank everybody that has subscribed that has joined us. Check out Rick on Metal Sharpens Metal, and I'll be joining him. Um, and uh, Brian, you were just a guest on just a few weeks ago, as a matter of fact, on Rick's show. Yes. Brian, you still yeah. Hey, Rick, I hope you're still listening here. Uh, yeah, I was I was a great, I had a great time on his show. Uh, definitely listen to his show at night. He plays a lot of music, Christian music of all, I mean, all types of Christian music, really. And uh, we had a great conversation, just like we're having tonight. We talked a lot about uh, deep things, and uh, I love it. You know, like I said, I like to get my brain stimulated. I like that a lot. Yeah, he does. He does stimulate your brain quite well. And uh, we've got some more comments from Christopher. Christopher, you should try the Psalms and metal. Yes, that would be uh, that would be awesome. As a matter of fact, um, I want to give you our website address over here at Lithos Cry. It's Lithos Cry. That's L I T H. OSCRY.com. And actually, uh, this entire endeavor and this entire project started as me writing a book about God using heavy metal music um, and things that you find in the scripture that are actually references to heavy metal in scripture. Yes, it, it is in there. And when I started the book, I did not do it to prove a point. It was kind of more of a research project on my end and also written to reach the hearts of certain artists that I want to see saved. So that's how it started. I was like, whoa, I didn't know this was all in here. And I was like, wow. So go to lithoscry.com. Uh, there's a link for the book and it's called Stones That Cry God's Precious Metal. So go ahead and check that out. You can get it on Amazon and and go from there. Yep, I agree. And that is to um, uh, Chris saying to the gremlins. Uh, oh, here we go. There we are. Uh, don't. Uh, don't water and feed them. So yes, oh, that's Anne that says that I will not water and feed the gremlins. I I, I will not do that. So actually, what I will do yeah, yeah. is I will yeah. sick our yeah. sick our uh, studio mascot on them. Uh, that yeah. is Mac the Metal Dog, and let me pull him up yeah. right there. I will Don't get be, uh, get Mac, get Mac on them. Yeah, <laughs> and there's Mac the Metal Dog right there. I'll I'll stick him on him and, and, and do that. So, hey, um, Brian, just hold on the line. I got a few more announcements to make for everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Um, really, I really appreciate your heart for the gospel. Uh, John chapter three, go to it and check out the right. protest EP by Deadson, a band out of Fort Worth, Texas. They will rock you. They'll melt your face off, and it's solid music and solid theology 
all in one awesome package. So check them out. Hey, got a few announcements for everybody here that I need to make real quick. Again, as I said, go ahead and join Rick and I on Metal Sharpens Metal on uh, WVVC Utica on Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And also something too that I would like to announce is that our friend Ziggy, uh, one of the artists that we feature here regularly, and he was at Get Revelation Rock Fest in Charleston, South Carolina, which was headlined by the letter black. Um, Ziggy will be on stage with Winner's Resurrection in Goose Creek, South Carolina on Saturday night at uh, 7 o'clock p.m. is when the show starts. At a, it's at Gmo's Place on Red Bank Road in Goose Creek. Yes, we got a town in South Carolina called Goose Creek. Um, used to be called Buzzard's Neck first, but they changed it. I guess they thought Goose Creek was better. Um, but that's 7 uh, p.m. Be there. It's a cover discharge or a $5 donation. And it's Ziggy and Winter's Resurrection. And uh, Christopher says, I just so happen to be in the neighborhood, buddy. I'll try to keep in touch. Awesome. Definitely. So check that out Saturday night. We've got that coming up. And also, too, we've got a giveaway going on here. Uh, that I want to share with everybody. Our prize closet has been full, filled again uh, here at Raven's Heart. I've got the Boiling Point CD, Hope Lives Here. We've got three of these to give away. If you want to get your hot hands on this unopened CD, we've got three of them, go ahead and email me or message me uh, at lithoscry, L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y at gmail.com, or you can do it on any of these social media um, platforms that you're looking at. Email me. Uh, give me your email address and your full name, and we will start drawing as soon as we get enough uh, people that uh, say, hey, I want to win one of these. And then uh, next week, we will be back on Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time, and uh, we're going to move it back an hour, uh, go to 8 p.m., and we're going to do something a little bit different. And Brian, I think that this is something that is very important and very salient to the church at this point in time, and even music and the arts is I've got my good friend and fellow podcaster on, Adam Oxendine, and we're going to talk about leadership. And Brian, would you agree that perhaps a lot of the problems that we have going on in the world of Christianity is due to lack of leadership? Oh, absolutely. I feel that that's uh, uh, a very issue as uh, the leadership of a church. We've gone off the rails in so many areas with uh, uh, TBN, you know, Daystar, that 95% of the program is garbage with teachers who all they care about is the health and wealth, the word of faith. And uh, that, that is not a biblical thing. And they can, they'll find a verse or two and try to, you know, take it way out of context, but that's not a biblical thing, you know, and they have poisoned uh, the message. All of us as our leaders in some form or another, right? We, yep. we, we lead our families as men. We are head of the household. We must be examples for our family and our kids. A pastor should have uh, a heart for his, his flock, but he also should drive out the wolves. You know, sometimes yes. you need church discipline. Yeah, and uh, we are getting hindered so hardcore over here. I don't know how much of that even made it through. But I appreciate everybody joining us tonight. And uh, until next week, 8 p.m. Eastern time, when we talk about leadership, uh, peace out and rock on, people. Lithoscry.com.